This is an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our Daily Dose podcast, covering all about day-to-day global affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. Hello and good evening to everyone who is joining us again for today's Monday Daily Dose on UNSDGs or Social Affairs or inspirational global leaders. And we have not been touching about that third segment on inspirational global leaders. And what a right time for us to talk about one of the inspirational global leaders who is who has in fact already ended her political tenure in Germany as a chancellor for serving for the last 16 years. Um, a sympathetic figure, a pragmatic individual, a problem solver, an efficient manager of tough situations, and you can just go on and on and on to talk about Angela Merkel. The legacy that uh, she has left behind is definitely difficult for her successor to take forward from here. Uh, elected as the first female chancellor of the Federal Republic of Germany on the 22nd November 2005, Many were not aware that she's going to probably create history in the next 16 years by serving as the first ever female chancellor and taking those big decisions in the coming few years. And definitely, when she's walking out of the office, she is one of the most popular politicians that Germany has ever had. So passing on to our guest tonight again, George, uh, for those initial remarks on and Angela Merkel's legacy. Good evening to you, Sarab. It's good to be here again. And I have to say, Sarab, I don't care about anybody else's thoughts. I love our intro music. It always gets me jumping. So well done. Um, so Angela Merkel. Well, it was interesting. We, we first made a couple of comments about Angela a few weeks ago about her being an inspirational leader. And we copped a bit of flack from some people on the LinkedIn post that uh, I'd shared with you. So um, I've spoken to a few different people, and she certainly does have her detractors, um, but it seems as though she's got a lot more people that think positive of her than think negatively of her. Um, Not the most uh, forward-thinking, courageous, jump-out-there-and-do-it visionary sort of person, but sometimes you just need somebody to settle things down and to, to get through. And if you have a look at her 16 years, by Jesus, there's been a few issues and a few um, what I call the left field problems that have come up, and she's handled them fairly well. Um, the thing that I like about her is she's one of the very few leaders that, that I'm aware of who actually is just the same sort of person she was when she first came in. She's not... She's not suddenly grown this enormous wealth that some leaders seem to mysteriously uh, acquire in their term. Um, she's not, uh, she was interviewed not so long back. Um, she still does her own housework and she still, she doesn't have chauffeurs and all of this sort of carry on that a lot of leaders do. Probably does uh, for, for official work and that. But her and her husband, don't have a maid, they don't have this, they don't have that. And she was questioned once about the fact that she was wearing the same outfit 
um, that she had worn previously by a journalist. And I can't remember the exact retort. I did go looking for it. Um, uh, but it was something along the lines of, I am here as a public servant, not a runway model. And it was just, to me, that was that was the beauty of that woman. Um, and I also liked the fact that she stood up with, to Putin and she uh, didn't take any of the nonsense from Trump in recent years. So um, for me, I think there's many reasons to see her as, as a inspirational leader. And by geez, there's got to be a few women around the world that have taken great heart that a woman could lead in all countries, Germany, for so long. And, and that's got to give encouragement to women, but especially the younger women and the young girls growing up. Uh, I think a great role model. Yep. And I think, um, you know, female uh, leaders such as herself or Jacinda Ardern or Kamala Harris, they are providing an inspiration to the next generation of uh, females who want to probably be in the leadership roles, but they don't have enough confidence or they feel that they, they don't deserve to be there because of their gender, right? So I think they, they are acting as a role model for the future generations of their own countries as well. Yeah, whether, whether it's a matter of they don't feel like they're worthy of it, I, I, think, I think for a lot of young ladies, and, and I've, I've noticed this when I do my uh, mentoring with uni students coming from uh, various cultural backgrounds, for a lot of young women and, and certainly the younger students, um, they're still... They're still somewhat intimidated that, um, you know, the fact that they've been allowed to go to university, they have to take that as a great honour and, and privilege, as opposed to it should be accepted as a right. And and so I think women like like her and Jacinda and um, various others, um, the thing I like about that is it's it's sending a message to women, you can do this, you can break through that ceiling. Because, see, there's two parts of the, the glass ceiling, whether it be in business, politics or whatever. One, we have to get the Neanderthalic thinking men out of it. We have to get men to understand that, um, and not all people in, that, in positions of power are Neanderthals, but that we've still got a fair few of them around. Um, so we've got to get the men to understand, to open it up and, and, and it not be the boys' hub. And we've got to have women prepared to walk through if that door is open or if that ceiling is removed because it's got to work together. And, and so I think people like her um, give a lot of encouragement to young, 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 young potential female leaders of the future. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people have also referred to Angela Merkel's story and legacy as less tangible but more transformative, you know, in the sense that she has been able to change Germany into a society which is more modern and which is less defined by its history. Because whenever you talk about journey or whenever you used to talk about journey, maybe you used to think about the past that was left after the World War II or what Nazi did. But now, you know, people consider Germany as a normal country. And I was reading an article yesterday which said that uh, she made Germany a normal country. And what does that mean is uh, because uh, what the gen Germany had aspired after the post for generations, she actually did that. She actually made 
Germany what Germans wanted Germany to be. And and the um, the make make no bones about it. She was a very powerful force in keeping the EU together. I mean, uh, Germany's efforts and Germany's work with uh, uh, Greece over over the potential of them defaulting, uh, not once or twice. Um, she she had a very big role to play in that, and she had a very uh, stabilising role in the EU of trying to bring everybody uh, again. She. I think she epitomises somebody that actually said, well, listen, this is what you said you want. Now let's deliver what we said we want to deliver. So uh, she did that within her own country in a, to a large degree, and, and she certainly did it within the EU. Yep, yep. absolutely. And, um, you know, that's what we were talking about uh, before as well. Women like her have been showing us that how even the women leaders, the female leaders, have the ability to lead through different crisis model. In fact, uh, she was also termed as the crisis manager once because she, was, she has been able to lead through three of the biggest crises Germany is going, has gone through. One of them was the 2008 financial crisis. Another one was the 2015 migrant crisis and also the ongoing rule of law and democracy crisis and also undergoing Germany through a pandemic of COVID-19 pandemic. So she has been taking Germany through these harsh times quite successfully by taking those solid decisions, but still keeping her empathetic nature and, you know, taking everyone together into the decisions. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I, was, I, was, I looked up a, uh, uh, a poll that was done um, and uh, it says here, um, 16 years after her after she first became Germany's Chancellor, Angela Merkel's approval ratings in five major European countries and the United States remain higher than those of any other current world leader. That's not a bad effort. That's not a bad effort. Because when you consider in those 16 years, um, she's had more than her fair share of crises to manage through. And, and what we've seen with this COVID pandemic is um, uh, just, just looking at it from Australia and looking at it in New South Wales. You know, being in charge at this time, it's so easy to be on the wrong side of the opinion poll. It doesn't mean you're necessarily wrong. It's just a hard gig to, to do. So she's come through and, and she's got a higher approval rating than any other world leader. I think that's that speaks to itself. And also, George, uh, uh, talking, about this, talking about this key fact that she has, in fact, gone against uh, the traditional norms of Germany when Germany only used to take decisions considering what is best for them. If you look at the COVID-19 situation, both herself and President Emmanuel Macron have collaborated for that EU's COVID recovery fund and they have taken decisions against the current way of their own countries and in fact look forward for better integration so that there is better efficiency for the entire European continent at this time. So interesting um, when this uh, when this survey was done, 
in the UK, her her rating was 15% positive. Macron's was minus 35. In Italy, she was 23. Macron was negative 18. And um, even... Even in France, she was 49 to Macron's negative 29. So, so she, uh, she didn't do a bad job there. Um, <laughs> but she's, she is a scientist from her, her, her background and she's, she's, um, she's not the most exciting, um, flamboyant sort of a person. But, but politics shouldn't be about that. Politics should be about the person that can make the decision, the person that can look at what, what needs to be done and then get on and get people to do it. Um, the, the, sometimes it just takes somebody with a nice, steady hand to get things sorted. And um, she always came across to me in that way. Now, again... Uh, I, I, I acknowledge that numbers of people have commented that, that she was terrible and all of that. But generally speaking, no matter who you are, once you're in politics, there's a good chunk that don't like you anyway. So, it, you know, haters going to hate. Um, whoever, whoever wins the next election in Australia, whether it's Morrison or whether it's somebody from the Labor Party, um, the, you know, almost half the country won't won't be happy with the result. So you're already, yeah. So she's um, when you look at the actual breakdown of the votes in Germany, um, she had a she had opportunity for a whole lot of people to not be supportive of her because of the way they run their 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 politics. Uh, interesting to see that her party actually lost the election uh, that was run yesterday. Um, uh, so I wonder what the uh, Merkel fact. Would have been in there. Um, what would have happened if she'd gone again? Um, so uh, I also read a story where uh, supposedly after Trump uh, got up, um, um, there's a story about um, uh, Barack Obama going going and visiting her and telling her um, to run again. Apparently, supposedly she was going to stand down before this term. Um, Barack basically said to her, "We need you to stay in place." Um, and I think if that's true, um, he did a good job for the world because I think she was a good, uh, I think she was a good influence on the EU and the world in general uh, at a time when we had uh, uh, somebody like Trump in. Yep, I was in fact going to talk about that only that how uh, once upon a time Barack Obama was quite impressed with uh, her and the kind of decision she was taking because. During that time and even during now, none of the political leaders would want to take decisions which damage their political status or political position in their country. But when she invited all those refugees, it was quite obvious that it's going to be a political blowback for her. But still, she took that decision against anything. And that showed her, uh, you know, big heart towards taking decisions irrespective of whether it is uh, gaining her any votes or not, or whether it is bringing her back to power or not. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, she's she's credited with opening up the borders. In actual fact, she didn't open them up. She just didn't shut them down. But same effect, she allowed people in where, where many other countries weren't. Um, and she was also, um, if memory serves me correct, 
um, she was also the one that got through um, same-sex marriage, um, um, legalising that in Germany, which, which you would think was a fairly, uh, uh, that was a big move to make in, in Germany. It's, it's, um, so I think, you know, there's, there's plenty around, there's, there's plenty of um, um, things that are there as a, as a positive legacy of hers. Um, and it's, it's interesting when I was doing a little bit of research on her, um, a lot of the negative comments about her seems to be about her actual style, not necessarily what she did or didn't do, but the way she went about doing it. So, um, again, what, what are we looking for? Are we looking for leaders that, that lead or are we looking for the show pony? Are we looking for the, the most beautiful, the most exotic, the most outspoken, the most this, the most that? I think for me, I just want somebody, um, somebody that can make a decision. You know, um, I, I've never looked at a prime minister in Australia and said, oh, that's an excellent prime minister because they look good or that's an excellent, that's not an excellent prime minister because they don't look good. You know, um, the, the, um, um, and I think part of that uh, has to do with uh, politics run by the media. Uh, the media likes to make fun of people's looks or, or idiosyncrasies and that. Um, but let's not blame the media for everything. People, people, the media only gets away with what the public allows them to. If if there was enough backlash from the public, the media would soon back off. Uh, but um, as you just said that there are so many good points of Angela Merkel, but some people have also been criticizing her for several decisions. Um, if you look at the decision that she was able to rescue the Eurozone, but she was also um, uh, blamed or to provoke the deep uh, divide in the north and south regions of the European Union. And that was a divide that, you know, reappeared in the migrant crisis and also at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, when we saw that uh, they were being abandoned by a lot of emergency funds that was supposed to go to the southern part of Europe. And Angela Merkel was supposedly uh, playing a major role in that, as per the experts. Yeah. Um, you and I have discussed this many times and people that listen to this podcast probably start to get sick of me saying it. And, and if that's the case, they're going to get even sick of by the time we've done this for three, four, five, six, or 12 months. There's many a decision that a leader has to make that we, the public, the even the journalists <clears throat> who are not privy to all the responsibility, who are not privy to all the bits and pieces of information, we can, we can just make a decision that's left or right, yes or no, right? Because we're, we're not cluttered with all the other things that come into play. Um, for anybody who's a leader, for anybody that has to make a decision on the spot, with the spotlights on them, there could be all sorts of reasons as to why they didn't quite do it the way we saw it. Um, I just, for me, I think uh, you look back and you say, is, is a place a better place or a worse place than when that person came in? And, and for me, 
for 16 years reign, if you have a look where it was to where Germany is now, the attitude towards Germany back then, to the attitude towards Germany now, um, the overall acceptance of her from not just within her own country, but as a world leader, you know, um, I think I think it falls on the side of well and truly plus. Um, and again, um, my motivation in or my my area of critiquing leaders is is yes, you did your job, but did you also motivate? Did you also bring people together, um, or did you push them apart? And and I think I think overall, she's brought more together than she has pushed apart. Yep, that's true, George. And, you know, one of the best phrases like I heard about her was related to this fact that she was not a person who was focusing on winning the arguments, as most of the politicians do. We try to just win over the arguments of our opposition leaders, and that's how we get more votes. She rather focused on solving the problems. Uh, most yes. of the politicians around the world are not focusing on solving the problems. They are still trying to play around with the problems and just win the arguments and trying to show uh, that we are having a cleaner shirt than the person whom you were thinking to vote last time. Our shirt is cleaner than that. We have a better surf excel than that party, isn't it? Yes. Um, uh, we probably must have been looking at some of the similar stuff when we were doing our research because one of the, one of the uh, articles that I pulled up said... Um, one of the greatest successes of Angela Merkel as a politician is she tried to depoliticize politics. Um, and she was, and, and they hearken back to the fact that she was a scientist and likes to get the right answer. Um, and in science, we often don't care who comes up with it so long as somebody comes up with the answer. And, and the, uh, the article that I was reading was saying that uh, just that very thing that she, she, she seemed to want to try and minimise the impact of the political perspective and maximise the impact of the pragmatic and the right answer perspective. And um, she certainly um, she certainly seemed to come across that way to me. Um, she's also somebody that didn't seem to get flustered and 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 seemed to be able to handle uh, pressure and um, um, shock occurrences um, very graciously. If if you have a look at her meeting with Trump where he refuses to shake her hand, she didn't really look that phased by it. Um, there's, there's a couple of times there's, there's video of her with Trump in a couple of situations where he carries on like a spoiled brat and um, she just doesn't let that rattle her. She just carries on. Um, I think another mark of a good leader to be able to be in a situation like that and suddenly not not be distracted, not 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 go to water. She she just okay, that's fair enough. And and I think if you have a look at the particular one I'm talking about, there's a point where she sort of just shrugs as much as a oh well, that's it. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think she's carried herself very well, and and I think I think. She quite possibly was the leader that Germany needed for the period of time that she was there. Um, so I think the um, 
I think sometimes in our in our lives, people turn up at the right time in our personal and business lives. And I think for Ger Germany, I think she probably turned up at the right time for them. And also considering the fact, you know, all her positive traits, it now feels that it is quite difficult for, um, you know, Germans to feel that who will be the right person to fit her shoes and uh, who can be the right successor in this case, who can be as talented or as powerful or in, in the way he or she takes the decisions and takes Germany in the right direction and try to make it more normal instead of taking it back again from where she started. Yeah, I think one of the, um, one of the problems for anybody following on from somebody that's done a job exceptionally well, we, we talk about them uh, having left behind big shoes for you to fill. And um, in some cases you can, uh, you can just carry on and do the same sort of thing and just improve on that. And in other cases, you need to change change courses. Um, I think one of the one of the sad things about the way um, politics runs is that I'm still not seeing enough in politics where either party will concede that the other is right. Um, so um, I've forgotten the chap's name, but uh, uh, from the uh, New South Wales Labor Party at the moment, and he talked about, um, he, he took over from J.D. Mackay, and he's talked about if the Liberals' idea is right, then I'll support it. Um, he's, he said, I'm, I'm past this adversarial for the sheer sake of, adversarial within within germany what do you do when you follow somebody like her um uh, you certainly you certainly can be more flamboyant people will notice that um but does that make you a better leader um do you continue on the same sort of pathways or do you um you can't just tear things down and restart um you know we've, we've seen the folly of that in, in Western politics, um, yeah, um, um, this country, um, the US, um, the UK, they've all they've all had a touch of those where people want to just pull it apart and put it back together again, just to be able to say, well, we're different, so we must have something different. So yes, it'll be interesting to see who it is, and it'll be interesting to see um, how they go in their in their early stages, and then how long they last for. One last thing that I want to touch base upon, which I'm sure a lot of people did not notice upon, is the trade that Germany has had in the recent past. If you look at Germany's biggest trading partners, the top three include number one, China, with 212.8 billion euros of trade with Germany. Number two, Netherlands, with 172.1 billion euros. And number three is United States, 171 billion euros. So Germany is definitely one of those rare countries whose top three partners include both China and US. Um, because either it's um, the trading partner that you are tied up with, it's either US or China in the top three. I have not seen both in the top three as your top trading partners. And that shows 
how diplomatically she has handled both the sides and still be able to lead germany in a way which benefits her own country as well as uh, takes everyone together takes all the countries together that also shows her diplomatic strength isn't it george well not only not only that and, and not only is she um done pretty well in that trade area in that sense um but if you delve into the german investment into greece so yes they bail greece out um but they also they also acquired a fair chunk of infrastructure um and um um construction investment in the way that they went about doing it um uh, and i'm not saying that's wrong I'm, i what i'm saying is um germany you know there there was uh, i remember back in the in the bailout bailout 1 or bailout 2 i can't remember anyway one of them um they were being cr- heavily criticized or or she was for the amount of money that they were putting through and they were um helping Greece out with and i happened to go to Greece a few years ago on a holiday and was talking to numbers of people over there uh, and they pointed out that yes germany did help them out but 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 it wasn't a gift it wasn't a freebie um they they um a lot of their motorways and order uh, the um their motorways was going to call it an autobahn then um um they they they're now controlled and run by german companies they were built by german companies so it wasn't just a matter of give the money and and walk away um and she got her pound of flesh for the dollars that, or the euros that she put in and again there's nothing wrong with that that's um she's you know she's managed she's managed to keep keep um the eu together she's managed to uh resolve an issue with um the the Greece collapse and that's a, that was one of her big things you know because had had they had Greece fallen um and you take the other pig economies as they're known if if they had not been able to support them the EU was going to be in all sorts of bother they already had this issue coming up with the UK they knew that was coming um so to to manage through that and to encourage and um use a diplomacy with everybody to to keep that all together um you know i think she's an unsung hero of the eu personally i really do i think she's an unsung hero absolutely and i think two years back when i had visited uh, finland for a student exchange program we had a professor from germany where he talked about how germany is focusing towards becoming the world number 1 in new technologies such as artificial intelligence and blockchain and i was really impressed with the uh, vision germany is setting that they want to be number 1 in new technologies they don't want to be number 1 in other things you know a lot of other things which uh, most of the other countries will not look at they'll not look at to be number 1 in technologies they might want to uh, divide their people and get the votes but here comes germany which was focusing not on dividing people not on po- making those political decisions which the usual politicians take but actually um working towards new technologies and showing the world the paths to follow and hopefully the successors of angela merkel are also going to do the same and we'll come to know about that in the near future um and before we end do you have anything to say george oh just just on um just on germany and and it's uh 
um, innovations and things like that. Um, our listeners, if you don't know much about it, should go back and study some of the some of the innovations and some of the creativity that had come out of Germany um, and some of the technological advances that they had made, especially uh, during the war, um, uh, both in um, a, the uh, in the on the sea and in in the air, um, they had they had made some number uh, of breakthroughs uh, in technology um, that the Western world was very interested to find out a lot more about. Um, so yeah, they've always been they've always been a nation uh, that um, um, engineering wise and 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 um, um, uh, technical skill, uh, I've always saw them as one of the, the, the nations up there. Um, but uh, they've made a real commitment to to re-establish, or if you like, or position themselves as that. And uh, uh, moving into blockchain and all of that, um, I would argue to a degree that that the um, the German brain tends to work very much in a very defined, they're very specific, they're almost they're almost engineer scientific in their approach. Um, they don't go to the left, they don't go to the right, that's the boundaries. So the blockchain fits quite well uh, with their approach, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, every culture has got a different sort of cultural dimensions as we famously look at the Hofstede's cultural dimensions. And we all know about Germany where it is placed. People from Germany are generally pretty much structured you cannot go beyond that structure. If you try to go beyond that structure, probably they might not like it. It's because of the way they have been brought up. Uh, and well, that, that's a, totally, a totally very, respected. A very good friend yeah, of mine um, um, has been in business for many, many years. Um, he's a bit older than me. Um, but he, he told me very early when we met, and he said, you know, with the Germans, you can't get them to move an inch to the left or an inch to the right unless you've got facts and you've got figures. But he said, I always loved dealing with them because whenever you did a deal, whenever you had something in place, you knew they weren't going to move an inch to the left or an inch to the right. He said, you knew exactly where, where they're, they're going. And um, my experience with um, uh, business people from German background that I've dealt with I would agree with him on that. You, it's, um, you might not get them to move much, but also that is a strength. You know exactly where you stand. Yeah, I think that has been the most fascinating element of, uh, you know, how leaders like her has been inspiring her, inspiring us. Um, and also countries like Germany have been inspiring us to move in the right direction, though their cultural limitations are... Uh, also tell a different story but we will be talking about more such leaders in the uh, coming few episodes uh, and definitely if you have got any suggestions for us or any specific leader that you think is inspirational or his journey or her journey has been inspirational for you please let us know and we will definitely make sure that we make um, make sure to talk about that person in our upcoming episodes uh, and also, before we end this podcast, if you want to follow us on Apple iTunes or Spotify, don't forget to do that. We are already there. Just type in Ultimate Global Podcast and you'll be able to find us. Please follow us. And you can also, in fact, become a patron. 
for the ultimate global podcast um i'll be sharing the link in the comment section so if you want to support us financially so that we can grow further feel free to support us in any possible way that will be great for us looking forward to making more episodes for you in the coming days with along with george thank you so much goodbye everybody goodbye to you sarab and uh see you next time